Yeah, it's a very good morning to you. Thanks for doing the triple reverse pike with a twist with me this morning, otherwise known as a backflip. The Gabba rebuild or retreat. We'll get into that in just a moment. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. 13-13-55, the Suncorp Home Resilience open line is there for you. You can send me a text, 0467 736 736. Ben Davis in the chair all this week for Patton Heels. Back on Monday, ready to rip in in 2024. Uh, you can rip into 2024 with some brand new golf balls. We have the limited edition Tervis Golf Balls from Odyssey, along with a golf tour towel. That's right, it's an Odyssey golf pack to give away today over the next two hours. That's right, because our coverage of the first test from Adelaide kicks off at 8 o'clock today. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. That's how you become part of Queensland Sports' biggest conversation. We've got the new opening combo with Usman Kawaja, Steve Smith, We've got Cameron Green in at number four. The Windies have got three debutantes, including Shamar Joseph, who is an absolute terror away. We'll be speaking to our man on the ground, part of the SEN commentary team, uh, Barat Sandarason. You've just heard his interview uh, with Pat Cummins, but we'll be touching base with Barat just to get an idea of the conditions of what is facing uh, the first test against Australia and the Windies in Adelaide. Ian Bishop will be along before eight o'clock as well. Uh, before uh, yeah, eight o'clock as well to well to pick his brains on what the Windies need to do. They are an unknown quantity, but he knows them, knows them quite well. Shamar Joseph has said he, he's the one to look out for. One of the three debutants. He's a quick. He used to be a security guard, so a bouncer doing bounces. Do you think Steve Smith's going to have it coming his way? Exactly. Uh, last night, we saw an instant classic in Big Bash when the Heat's opponents for Friday were decided. Three balls left. Nine runs required. Hardy is at the crease. He delivers. On Riggs has hit it for six. He's hit it for six. Over backward square leg. So three off two now is the equation. What will happen? What drama? Two balls, three runs. Hardy bowls on Riggs, hits it. They'll get one. They may come for two. The return is coming in, and it's safe. So it's one off one, and the Sixers have one. Regardless of that, because the ball's been hit down a deep third man for four. What a great run chase by the Sydney Sixers, and look at them, elation. They've won by three wickets off the last ball of the day. Yeah, the final ball, nearly 400 runs scored in Perth. The Scorchers taken down by the Sixers. The Sixers, it looked like they were going to do it easy. They needed 17 off the last two overs, so 17 off 12, and they had seven wickets in hand. But then they lost four for five. Oh, wow. Uh, needed nine off the last three, and they won another last ball, as you just heard. Absolutely sensational. The scenes in Perth, an instant classic, as I said, and an instant classic for the Heat because for both the Scorchers and the Sixers, I reckon that was their grand final. They were celebrating like they won the entire comp, the Sixers. So now they're jumping on a plane to head to the Gold Coast and taking on the Heat Friday night, and I'm happy with that. Absolutely stoked because I reckon they're coming celebrating a win already. They do get a second chance, the Sixers, if they lose. In fact, so do the Heat if they lose. But I reckon Brisbane 
uh, every single chance and more of a chance now of going into the grand final, hosting the grand final at Heritage Bank Stadium. Of course, you can hear it here on SENQ, but we do have some tickets to give away to Friday's final. We'll be doing that before 8 o'clock today. I'll let you know how. 131355 0467736736, the best call or the text of the day. That's what we want. Um, tennis, of course, the Australian Open. Six Aussies in action yesterday. We had a 50-50 strike rate, I reckon. Max Purcell, he was through to the second round, plus Isla Talamovic and Tanasi Kokonakis. Marathon matches last night for those two. Another post-midnight finish. Ayla, uh, she rallied to win the five straight games and the match in the third set against Petra Martics, uh, 7-6, 4-6, 6-4. Well, one of the special Ks, Tanasi Kokonakis had his biggest win at Melbourne Park in nine years. On John Kane Arena, the Aussies arena, he staged an incredible comeback. What about this for a score? 7-6, Tanasi, jeez, he was tenacious. He got it done. He dug deep against the world number seven, uh, world number 37, Sebastian Offner. Mate, uh, I wish I could do it easier, but I can't. I've got the mental focus of a three-year-old, so however, uh, however I can get it done, you guys are amazing. Without you, no chance I'm winning. So You look so composed, but what was going on behind those eyes? <laughs> you don't want to know. Um, <laughs> battling some serious demons, that's for sure. Um, no, it was just it was an incredible court. Um, you know, sometimes I struggle for motivation during the year, but... Uh, January in the Aussie Open definitely isn't one of those times. And, uh, yeah, I had, a, um, I had a sort of tough end to last year, tough start to this year. And, uh, yeah, I know it's a first round, but, but this one meant a lot. Obviously, last year that one hurt. Um, I had a couple of junkies come up to me at Crowd Casino ripping me for that loss against Murray. So um, didn't enjoy that too much. But uh, glad I could make amends and, and win a five-setter here. As I said, I can't thank you guys enough. It's ridiculous in here. So thank you. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, Tanasi Kokonakis keeping it real. It's exactly what Australian sport needs, exactly what tennis needs. A couple of junkies were ripping into me at Crown Casino after last year's loss. Uh, and what did he say? I've got the mental attention of a four-year-old. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, keep it coming, Tanasi. And he said he battled some demons. Well, the demon will be battling again today uh, at uh, Melbourne Park. We'll be catching up with Brett Phillips, our SEN tennis expert. But look, let's get into the story that refuses to go away. The Gabba. 131355 Yesterday, you were inundating me with messages, your thoughts on this and um, and intel as well. And we'll get into those. I've got, I've got some, I've got some information about how far this goes back and how long they have been thinking about walking away from the Gabba rebuild. And when I say they, I'm talking about the Queensland state government. Get into that in just a sec. But I know you've got an opinion on this. It's, it's, an, it's an issue that's dividing a city, and it shouldn't be. It should be straightforward. If the politicians just did their job, the job they were elected to do, the job that they're paid to do, and that job is to lead. As I said earlier, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed at the vacuum of leadership from both sides of the fence after yesterday that has created this mess. 
Most of it falls into the Palaszczuk stroke Miles government, but after David Chrisofulli's comments yesterday, he was the hope of the side. Now I'm, now I'm second guessing that, because yesterday what we heard from both the government and the state opposition was the soft option. They've dogged it. Both are starting to walk back from knocking down the Gabba and rebuilding it. They're backing away from what's needed, a brand new Gabba. Why are they doing this? Simple. To get elected in October, to get votes. And if that's what politicians are doing, it's a soft, soft option. Let me catch you up on this. Stephen Miles, the Premier, yesterday, he said, look, at this stage we are looking into our next stage with the Gabba. Everything's on hold. I'm concerned about the price, he said, and so should Queenslanders be. And, yeah, we, we should be concerned, and so should he. But it doesn't mean you stop it. It means you actually do your job, be a leader, and figure out how to keep the price down. Because what is needed is a brand-new Gabba. I love the Gabba as it stands right now, but sadly, she's beyond a use-by date. It's like that bottle of milk in the fridge. It's got a date on it. Don't drink it. Mm, There will be consequences. Look, no decision has been made yet, but the Premier is distancing himself from what he said six weeks ago when he said the Gabba will be knocked down and rebuilt. That is going to go ahead. Now the cost is starting to freak him out. Oh, oh, right. So now the cost is starting to freak him out. Yeah, yeah. After months and months and months of hearing it from you, that the cost is an issue. Why are we spending all this money on a stadium? Well, we're not. We're spending it on the area and the precinct, the stadium, happens to be the focal point. So what's he going to do to fix it? No, nothing. He's now balking at it. Thanks, fearless leader. Good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Now, the opposition, though, they're not clean skins in this either because they've just said, no, we're not going to rebuild the Gabba. We're going to do a reno. Why? Where's the business case for that? Oh, that's right. There isn't one yet. That's an issue for both sides. There is no business case yet. But straight away, the state opposition has said, we are going to do a reno. We're not going to knock it down. We're not going to do a rebuild. Why why would they be saying that? Oh, that's right. Because they're hearing what you're saying. They're hearing the fear. They're hearing the ignorance And please don't take that the wrong way, but we're uneducated on this, the majority. Because if you were educated, you would be in the camp of knocking down the Gabba and rebuilding it. Why are we uneducated? Oh, that's right. That vacuum of leadership. As I said, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. This state government has not taken you on the journey. They have not told you why the Gabba needs to be rebuilt. Not revamped, rebuilt for the 2032 Olympic and Paralympic Games. That education would stop you from thinking, and quite rightly, about the spend. Because the major argument I hear now is, oh, but the hospitals are under pressure. We don't have enough ambulances. What about housing? That's a problem for now. And you know why it's a problem for now? Because no one did anything five years ago, a decade ago, 
They were umming and ahhing and making the wrong decisions. They were worried about their own asses and getting votes and getting re-elected. Not doing what was right, not doing what was needed. Do not make the same mistake now. Because what is needed for this city, not just the Olympics, not for the two or three weeks the Olympic and Paralympic Games is going on, but for tourism and your kids and grandkids, we need to have a world-class stadia to make sure that we can attract the biggest names, the biggest sports, the biggest events. Otherwise, we're going to be left behind. First test at the Gabba, could that be a distant memory? Taylor Swift, is she coming here? No, she's going to the MCG. Coldplay, go to Perth. The tough choices need to be made now, and that's what a leader does. And I go back to the fact that I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed in both sides of the fence after what we heard yesterday. What did we hear yesterday? Well, here's the Premier and the Deputy Opposition Leader. I'm concerned about, as are Queenslanders, concerned about that cost, concerned about the division that it's causing in our community. The reality is the government are telling people at the moment that the Gabba knockdown's not going to happen. I have not, and you'll need to ask the person making those claims why he made them up. Right, see, look at this. It sounds like a couple of kids in the schoolyard. He said that, he did this, pointing fingers. Where's the actual action? Where's the tough decisions being made? Where's the leadership? You wonder why our hospitals, you wonder why our ambulances, you wonder why our housing, our schools, there's issues and dramas now because this is, well, welcome to politics in Queensland 2024. Welcome to Queensland politics. Welcome to politics in this country. No one's doing anything. Pointing fingers, trying to get votes for the next election. And you know what? In 2024, whatever doesn't get done now, because right now our problems are hospitals, right now our problem is housing. But down the road, it's going to be roads, it's going to be transport, it's going to be lack of suitable infrastructure. Why? Because they're dogging it. They're taking the soft option. They're blowing in the wind and not taking the hard and making the hard calls. What we need now for 2032 and beyond is a brand new stadium. That's in 2032. What we actually need right now is someone to make a tough call. The unpopular call, but the right call. We need leadership. 131355 0467 736 736. All right, off my soapbox now. Vanessa's here with Wow. With with the new I told you, I'm not angry. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. Um, Maybe you're stoked. Maybe you're doing backflips in celebration because this is all on hold. If that's the case, I'd love to hear from you as we, as, as well. The Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line is there, ready to rock and roll. So is Vanessa. Good morning. Okay, good morning. Well, look, there's uh, in news today, there is a new scam doing the rounds that we need to be aware of. Now, this particular scam is called credential stuffing, and so far it has affected some very popular retailers, including Dan Murphy's, Event Cinemas, Binge, the TV sub- subscription, Guzmani Gomez, and The Iconic. Now, it's already a affected about 15,000 Australians. It's where scammers have actually got the login details of customers um, that have logged in on certain accounts, stealing those details and using them for other accounts to then make purchases that come out of their credit card, but get sent to an 
unknown location. And so customers are getting this confirmation, you made this purchase and they go, no, I didn't. And of course, they never receive the goods because a scammer has made that purchase. So look, the big advice here is making sure we have the strong passwords and not using the same details for every account because that's where this scam works is just in going, okay, well, Ben's password for this account is that. So it's probably the same for that account too. So look, many people no are getting caught. No one's guilty of doing that well, ever, yeah. right? <laughs> Never. I know. Look, there are systems out there for having unique passwords. Also, the multi-factor authentication is also a way to help, um, you know, get, get around those scammers and mm-hmm. keep those accounts safe. So yes, do just be aware and just keep an eye on those credit card accounts too, uh, so that you know if a fraudulent transaction has come out of your account. So yes, we need to be aware. Um, Now also, you know, back to school next week. I don't know about your household, but we are stocking up on uniforms and books and lunch boxes and the whole deal. Uh, We've got the facts and figures out today about just how much we are paying for education. And we're not talking just about school fees here. That's a part of it, obviously, for private schools. You know, you go to a public school, free education. No. Not so much. (laughs) Not a thing. Um, So look, for public schools in Brisbane, we are averaging 85 thousand dollars over our kids schooling journey so that's uh, prep to year 12 85 grand is what it costs and that's the extras like uniforms the devices yeah. extra tuition public transport or you know whatever transport you use sporting equipment you know other you know those just fees and charges that all come on so 85 grand for a public school a catholic education costs about 205,000 over wow. the schooling journey. For a private school, we're averaging $277,000 over that 13 years. But 85000 for the free public education, outstanding. Yep, <laughs> so start saving your pennies. And look, just a very quick update on the story yesterday about the dingo bite on mm. Gari, uh, formerly Fraser Island, uh, and the third attack in three weeks. Unfortunately, the dingo has been humanely put down uh, they say it's a last resort that that has to happen, but um, yeah, that's a tagged animal, so they do know the animal that was responsible. And three three attacks, just, yeah, exactly. Uh, three, but three strikes and you're follow out. Follow right? the rules when you go there because they are very strict on not leaving food out and not feeding the dingoes. It's a fair shout, Vanessa. Thank you. Twenty two minutes past six this Wednesday morning, summer breakfast here on SEN. All thanks to MFP Easy voted Queensland's best fiber class pool, fiberglass pool builder. MFPEasy.com.au, where reputation talks.